Ciao, sono Mark e oggi ho una notizia. We have some fantastic news for Italian learners. Starting February 2024, our Coffee Break Italian Masterclass is a brand new way to help you take your Italian to the next level. Aimed at intermediate Italian speakers who want to move on to an advanced level, the Masterclass covers advanced topics such as pronouns, the conditional perfect, the passive voice, subjunctive structures and much more, and it ultimately helps you sound more Italian. It's a six-month coaching course with a different module covered each month and it starts on the 1st of February. The lessons are self-access so you can work through each module and benefit from feedback and support from our wonderful masterclass tutors Francesca and Maurizio. Imagine building your fluency with the Coffee Break Italian team over the next six months. Does this sound fantastico? Search today for Coffee Break Italian Masterclass or visit coffeebreaklanguages.com Italian and join the class of February 2024. Places are limited and we're starting soon. Allora, cosa aspetti? Ci vediamo alla Masterclass. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coffee Break Italian, Season 2, Episode 28. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Ciao a tutti, io sono Francesca. Eh, oggi Ayla non c'è. No, Ayla non c'è e penso che prima di iniziare dobbiamo spiegare perché Ayla non è qui oggi. Eh, sì, Ayla ha un esame importante oggi. Sì, è vero. E che cosa diciamo ad Ayla per il suo esame? In bocca al lupo! Bravissimo, Mark. E ti ricordi che cosa rispondiamo? Possiamo dire grazie? No, no, non si dice grazie. Cosa si dice? Si dice crepi il lupo. Bravissimo. Si può dire anche soltanto crepi. Sì, certo, crepi. Perfetto. Allora, in bocca al lupo, Ayla! Esatto, esatto. I, I will we'll let you know how she gets on, of course. <laughs> Now, today we're talking about something a little bit different, is that correct? Sì, sì, giusto. Because we feel that our learners have reached a certain point where they want to develop their Italian that bit more, develop their range of expression and, and use a number of different types of uh, linguistic constructions. Would sì. that be correct? Sì, 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 giusto. <laughs> so we're going to be introducing these as we go through this lesson. But before we do, we have to ask Francesca a question. Che cosa? Tu sei andata in vacanza, non è vero? Ah, sì, sì, sì. Allora, come è andato tutto? 
E beh, sono, sono andata in Italia, sì. e, come sai, ma la cosa interessante è che dopo aver passato qualche giorno in Italia con la mia famiglia e i miei amici, sono andata in Lettonia. Lettonia. I wonder if our listeners can work out where Lettonia is. It's a, a Baltic country. Sì. And I'm guessing it would either be Latvia or Lithuania. Sì, è Latvia. Latvia. So how do you say Lithuania in Italian? È Lituania. Lituania. So we've got Lituania and Lettonia. Sì. Allora, tu sei andata in Lettonia. In Lettonia, a Riga. A Riga. Ok, Pu- puoi spiegarci perché? Sì, perché eh, mio fratello vive, vive lì in questo momento e insieme ai miei genitori abbiamo deciso di fargli una sorpresa e di andare a trovarlo per un fine settimana. Perfetto, e tutto è andato bene? Tutto è andato benissimo, c'era anche il sole. Ah, perfetto, perfetto. Io non sono mai andato in Lettonia, ma mi piacerebbe molto andarci. Sì, sì, ti consiglio di andare perché è una città veramente carina, colorata, accogliente. Perfetto, forse abbiamo degli ascoltatori, eh, come si dice, lettonesi? Eh, lettoni. Lettoni, lettoni. <ride> allora, se abbiamo degli, degli ascoltatori lettoni, loro possono dire ciao. Sì, o sveiki, mi pare. Sveiki, ah, brava, brava. <ride> well, that's a little bit of an extended introduction to, to the lesson, but some interesting points in what uh, Francesca said, uh, particularly with, re, with regard to the, the constructions that she used, and everything is going to become clear as we start this lesson. Va bene? Va bene. Allora, possiamo cominciare? Sì, mettiamoci al lavoro. E voi potete ascoltarci. Sì, esatto. Now, since we don't have Ayla with us today, what we're going to do is kind of combine our presentation and the practice session. So we'll go through different aspects of, of what we want to talk about and then we'll do some practice as we go along. Va bene. Okay, so... Can you introduce our topic today, Francesca? Okay, um, today we're going to introduce something a bit different. We did prepositions for the last two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, sorry. Two. Two. <laughs> That was enough. <laughs> enough, yeah. So we did a lot of prepositions. And today we're going to do something uh, different because we feel our listeners are doing really well and can now manage more complex constructions in Italian. Exactly, and we're getting towards the, the later stages of this second season, so we feel it's, it's about time that we started to look at perhaps some more, more developed and more uh, mature Italian. Wow. <laughs> so, we are looking at particular verbal constructions that help us talk about things that happen before and after sì. certain things. Do you want to explain? Sì, we are going to see today uh, how to use the word prima, mm-hmm. before, and the word dopo, mm-hmm. after. And uh, they look quite easy, but we need to consider different aspects in terms of verbs, uh, which go with the words prima and dopo. Esatto. Now, I think if we go right back to the beginning of this lesson, I think you started by saying prima di iniziare. Sì. Dobbiamo spiegare perché Ayla non c'è. So before we begin, uh, we need to explain why Ayla's not here. So you use that prima di. Can you explain a little more about prima di? We already know the word uh, prima, before, and we don't want to confuse it with primo, which means first. Certo. Uh, sì. <laughs> and in this construction, we use prima, 
followed by preposition uh, di, which we mentioned in the previous episodes, and the infinitive. So it's really straightforward from a grammatical point of view. There's nothing complicated in there. It's just prima, di, and then the infinitive. Yes. So give us some examples. Ad esempio, prima di mangiare, dobbiamo lavare le mani. So before eating, we have to wash our hands. Sì, bravissimo. So I'm saying before eating, in English I'm using the ing form. Sì. But in Italian we use the infinitive. Sì, it's very important not to use the gerund in Italian. It wouldn't work uh, prima mangiando. Yeah, so that gerund form is something that we've, we've seen before when we're talking about continuous tenses, things like uh, sto mangiando, sì. sto imparando, I'm actually doing it right now. Um, but we don't need to get confused with that when we're coming from English into Italian because before eating we need to use the infinitive with prima di. Perfetto. Okay, give us another example. Sì, prima di andare al lavoro bevo sempre un caffè. Anch'io. <laughs> Buona abitudine. <laughs> so before going to work I always drink a coffee, literally. Uh, what about another one? E, prima di parlare penso sempre, o oh, a volte. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a very good piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> prima di parlare, so before talking, um, I always think. I think before I talk. Sì. <laughs> okay. So it sounds, it sounds very straightforward. Can I say, for example, uh, faccio i compiti prima di uscire con gli amici? Sì, perfetto. So I do my homework, or I do the homework, literally, before going out with my friends. Sì. Okay. Um... Right, let's, let's see if we can change it, because so far we're, we're talking about I. What about uh, Silvia fa i compiti prima di uscire con gli amici? Yes, that's also correct, Mark. Okay, now I'm going to suggest something here, and I kind of know it's wrong, but I'm going to suggest to you if, if, if this is possible. Okay. Could we do Silva, Silvia fa i compiti prima di sua madre ritornare a casa? No, this doesn't really work, Mark. Uh, if what you're trying to say is that Silvia does her homework before her mother comes back home, then you cannot use the construction we have just explained. Uh, prima di with infinitive only works when the subject of the main clause and the subject of the subclause are the same. Okay, so let's go back to our examples here. Faccio i compiti prima di uscire con gli amici. So I'm doing my homework before I am going out with my friends. So the subject there is the same with faccio i compiti prima di uscire, before I go out. Sì. Both times it's I. And if we look at the second example, Silvia fa i compiti prima di uscire con gli amici, then Silvia is doing her homework before she goes out. So once again, the subject is the same. But in our third example, it was a little different. I was saying Silvia fai compiti. Silvia does her homework before her mother gets home. So we've got a different subject. And that's where it gets a little more complicated, isn't it? I know, there's a surprise there. Okay. (laughs) What happens then? We need to use the subjunctive, il congiuntivo. Il congiuntivo. It had to happen sooner or later. We had to arrive at the subjunctive. (laughs) Now, we are not going to go into the subjunctive in in any great detail in this lesson because it's it's really, I would say that's more Coffee Break Italian Season 3 stuff. I would say so too. However, it's important that we do mention that this is a is a situation. So you, if you are thinking about prima di, and there are two subjects, there are ways around it. We can basically make two clauses. I do my homework, and then my mother comes home. Si, si, we si, can avoid si, si. it that way. 
Of course, we have dangled that carrot now, and our listeners are thinking, well, what is this conjuntivo? What, what is it all about? And it's a, it's a fantastic uh, verbal construction. I love the subjunctive, um, but it's important not to develop subjunctivitis when you use it all the time. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> the subjunctive is, is a very important mood to use to talk about opinions and doubts and hopes and wishes and, and also in certain constructions with triggers like prima che. Um, but we will be dealing with this at a later date in Coffee Break Italian, so we don't want to complicate things just now. However, just so that we are completing the, taking the box here, as we as we would say, how would we say Silvia does her homework before her mother returns home? Silvia fa i compiti prima che, so it's not prima di anymore, prima che sua madre torni a casa. Okay, so torni is the third person singular of the verb tornare, in the subjunctive form. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. I don't think we should go through the whole conjugation of tornare in the subjunctive because I think this will just confuse our, our listeners at this stage. Let's just think briefly before we go on. How would we say, okay, Silvia is doing her homework, then her mother comes home? Silvia fa i compiti e poi sua mamma torna a casa. Okay, so we can get out of it when we've got this double subject here by just making it into two separate clauses. See, si, there is always a way out. There's always a way, There's always a way to avoid that subjunctivitis. Okay, so we've seen how to say before doing something with prima di plus the infinitive. I think it would be useful just now just to practice this a little. So let's give our listeners uh, some, some translations to, to think about. Allora, prima di dormire leggo un libro. So we're thinking carefully about the English here. Um, prima di dormire, before sleeping, before mm -hmm. going to sleep. Leggo un libro, I read a book. Perfetto, sì. Okay, let's do another one. Sì, um, Aila studia molto prima di fare un esame. Certo. Sì, bravissima. <laughs> So there, Aila studia molto, Aila studies lots, prima di fare un esame, before doing an exam or before she does an exam, because sì. we could we could translate it with a, a clause in English like that rather than saying before doing an exam or before mm -hmm. sitting an exam. Okay, let's do one from English into Italian. Okay, our listeners listen to Coffee Break Italian before going to Italy or before they go to Italy. Okay, have a think about that one and think carefully about the, the construction that you're using in Italian. Let's try putting this then into Italian. Our listeners. I nostri ascoltatori. Listen to Coffee Break Italian. Ascoltano Coffee Break Italian. And remember there's no A in there, ascoltare plus exactly the direct object. È vero. So, i nostri ascoltatori ascoltano Coffee Break Italian before going to Italy. Prima di andare in Italia. Perfetto. Prima di andare in Italia. And remember, of course, that we use in for the country. We know that, but we've been talking about prepositions recently, so sì. I thought it was worth pointing out. Okay, I think prima di is fine. We don't sì. need to go prima, go through prima di anymore. Just just watch that whole double subject thing and, and be careful. And the, probably the best advice is try to change it into two separate sentences for now, sì. rather than worrying about the subjunctive. Okay, what about after doing something? Is it as straightforward? 
I'm afraid not, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's have an example and then we'll take it from there. Uh, we've seen prima di followed by the uh, infinitive or the subjunctive, uh, but with dopo we must use the past infinitive. The past infinitive. I know. That's a, a bit of a new concept. Let's think about that because the, the past infinitive works a little bit like the passato prossimo. It does. It's the same logic, really. So with the passato prossimo, we've got part of the auxiliary verb and then the past participle. So if to speak is our normal infinitive, si. we're talking about to have spoken. Esatto. So let's take, let's take parlare. Parlare. And that's the, the normal infinitive, to si. speak. And what would the past infinitive be then? We add avere because it's the appropriate auxiliary for parlare. Mm -hmm. We end up with avere parlato. Normally we say aver parlato. We tend to drop the final e of avere. Okay, so avere, the normal infinitive of the auxiliary ver verb, and that becomes aver and then parlato, the, the past, past participle. participle si. So what we're really saying here is not to speak, but to have spoken. Esatto. It's not too difficult not if too we bad. think about it. So let's, let's just stick with this for the moment. And if we think about after having spoken is going to become after to have spoken, which would si. be... Dopo aver parlato. So note that there's no preposition in there. No. Dopo aver parlato, after having spoken. Okay, so what about after having eaten? Dopo aver mangiato. Now I'm saying after having eaten, but I could also translate this by saying after eating. Sì, sì. So think about that. After eating, dopo aver mangiato. Uh, after seeing. Dopo aver visto. Do, uh, after sleeping. Dopo aver dormito. Okay, all of these verbs so far are using avere as the, the auxiliary verb because they're, sì. they're not verbs that use essere. Esatto. So, what happens when we use essere? When we use essere, we need the past participle, mm -hmm. as we did before. But what do we need to remember about essere verbs, Francesca? We need to remember something very important about the past participle. Exactly. So it has to agree. Exactly. We need the four endings for gender and number. Right, let's take andare, okay. to go. How would we say after going or after having gone? Well, it depends on uh, who went. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's, let's put it into context. Um, after going to the market, Francesca returned home. In this case, dopo essere andata al mercato... Francesca è tornata a casa. Right, so we've got the full construction there. Dopo essere andata al mercato, after going to the market, because we know we're talking about Francesca. So, let's analyse this a little. We've got essere. Now, does essere drop the E at the end? At times, especially when we speak, you don't really hear it. It's more dopo essere andata. Mm -hmm, okay. And then the past participle has to agree with whoever it is that we're talking about. Sì. So, what about uh, a situation where perhaps there's more than one person that we're talking about? We can either say dopo essere andati, if it's all men or a mixed group, or dopo essere andate, if it's only women. 
Okay, and if it were me uh, who, who went home after going to the market, dopo essere andato Bravissimo. al mercato, sono tornato a casa. Sì, giusto. Okay, right. So, what about giving another example with, I don't know, partire, another essere verb? Okay, partire. So, we take essere in the infinitive, essere. And then we have partito, partita, partiti, partite. So, this means after having left or after leaving. Sì. Okay, so again, both of those are translated with exactly the same construction in Italian. You need this past infinitive. You can't say dopo partire. No, 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 no. Okay, so <laughs> be careful with that. In fact, if you're watching our video version, those words will be in red and there'll be a line through it. Oh. You, you will not ever see dopo partire. No. Definitely not. Okay, let's see some examples of this. Francesca, can you give us an example in Italian here? Okay, allora... Dopo aver mangiato, Matteo è andato al cinema. Okay, so dopo aver mangiato, after eating or after having eaten, Matteo è andato al cinema. Matteo went to the cinema. Sì. Okay, let's have another one. Va bene. Dopo essere andati in biblioteca, i miei amici sono tornati a casa. Okay, so here we're using andare. Uh, which is, of course, uh, an essere verb. So you're saying dopo essere andati in biblioteca. And good that we're getting another practice of in with an eca. Sì. <laughs> so dopo essere andati in biblioteca. After going to the library or after having gone to the library, sì. i miei amici sono tornati a casa. My friends went home. Sì, perfetto. Okay, let's try a couple, perhaps for our listeners to translate from English into Italian. And uh, we'll give you some time to think about these. So number one. Okay, Lisa visited Rome after watching The Gladiator. <laughs> Buona idea. Okay, so Lisa visited Rome. Lisa ha visitato Roma. Um, then after having seen or after seeing The Gladiator. Mm -hmm. So The Gladiator is... Il gladiatore. Il gladiatore, okay. So after having seen would be dopo aver visto or sì, dopo guardato, avere visto or guardato. Sì, mm -hmm. So either aver or avere sì. visto or guardato. Sì. So you can either watch or see the gladiator. Lisa ha visitato Roma dopo aver visto il gladiatore. Okay, bene. Okay, uh, let's do one more. Ancora una. After falling, my leg was sore. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Careful with this oi, one, oi, oi. because there's a, there's a change of state here, isn't there? Si, you go from falling. standing to on the ground. Esatto. After falling, my leg was sore. Okay, so after falling, um, here we're looking at dopo esser or essere si. caduto or caduta, depending on who it was that fell. Si. Um, my leg was sore, so to me was doing bad the leg. Mi faceva male la gamba. Perfetto, Mark, bravissimo. Let's hear the whole thing. Dopo essere caduto o essere caduta, mi faceva male la gamba. Perfetto. Now, note that you can do it either way around. We could say my leg was sore after falling. Oh, sì, 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 certo. Which would be? E mi faceva male la gamba dopo essere caduto o caduta. And the construction stays the same if you're changing around the, the, the two parts of sì. the sentence. Okay, Francesca, I, I'm almost scared to ask this, but what happens if the subjects are not the same? Do we use the subjunctive here? Eh, no. 
no subjunctive. <laughs> buona notizia. <laughs> sì, una buona notizia. In this case, we are happy with the passato prossimo of the indicative. Let's have a, an example then. Ad esempio, mh, dopo che l'insegnante ha spiegato tutto, gli studenti hanno fatto l'esercizio. So after the teacher explained everything, the students did the exercise. Sì. Now, I'm going to, to, to sow a little, a little thought in our listeners' minds in preparation for the future, in preparation for perhaps Coffee Break Italian Season 3 or whatever comes next. And the reason that this is the case, the reason that we don't need to use the subjunctive is because it's already happened. When we're talking about before something happens, we're not sure exactly what the, the, the next thing is going to be. But if we're talking about after something has happened, we're talking about completed events and therefore we're certain that that's what has happened. Sì. Was that okay? Sì, sì, sì. We're not giving too much away there? Let's not say too much. Okay. Um, give us another example of this. Okay. Federico ha deciso di studiare il giapponese dopo che suo padre è partito per Tokyo. Okay, so Federico decided to study Japanese dopo che suo padre è partito per Tokyo after his father left for Tokyo. So far, so good. Hopefully it all makes sense. I think it does. Okay, we'll be back after the break and we're going to be putting this into practice and we've also got a little bit of cultural content for you afterwards. See Interrompiamo questa trasmissione per una comunicazione importante. If you'd like to make faster progress with your Italian, don't forget that you can use the premium version of this course, which features video versions of the lessons, comprehensive lesson notes and bonus listening materials. Allora, cosa aspetti? What are you waiting for? If you'd like to take your Italian to the next level, go to coffeebreakitalianplus.com. 
and that's followed by? The infinitive. Okay. And also what happens when you're talking about after doing something or after having done something? Dopo plus the past infinitive. So that's when you say to have done something with avere fatto qualcosa sì. or essere andato and, and so on. Sì. Okay. Perhaps we should practice this. Sì, I have some questions for you, Mark. Okay. <laughs> allora, Mark, puoi dirmi, ad esempio, eh, cosa fai prima di andare a dormire la sera? Oh, come sei curiosa. Sì, 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 lo sai <laughs> che io sono curiosa sempre. <laughs> allora, prima di andare a dormire mi lavo i denti. Ok. Eh, forse leggo un libro. Ok. A volte prima di andare a dormire guardo un film. Ok, molto bene. E ho un'altra domanda a Mark, visto che sono curiosissima. <ride> e cosa fai dopo aver fatto colazione? Eh, dopo aver fatto colazione ascolto le notizie alla radio. Oh, bene. E poi? Uh, dopo aver fatto colazione ancora una volta, mi lavo i denti. Bravissimo! <ride> uh, dopo aver fatto colazione, inizio a lavorare. Oh, molto bene, perfetto. And what about saying after having listened to this episode, our listeners have, have learned lots. Sì, è vero. Dopo aver ascoltato questo episodio, i nostri ascoltatori hanno imparato davvero molto. È vero. È stato molto utile, ma prima di finire questo episodio, Passiamo la parola a Francesca per il caffè culturale di oggi. Vero, Francesca? Sì, è vero. Now, I know what we're talking about today and I think this is really interesting. So, Francesca, over to you for our caffè culturale. Grazie, Mark. Allora, eh, dopo aver parlato di Ayla e dei suoi esami, nel caffè culturale di oggi vorrei raccontarvi un po' di come funziona la scuola in Italia. First of all, I would like to point out that the word education is normally translated as istruzione. Educazione is a false friend and it means good manners or politeness. So, for example, una persona educata is not necessarily educated e una persona istruita is not necessarily educata. <laughs> Comunque, ecco qualche informazione sul sistema scolastico italiano. Prima di iniziare la scuola elementare o primaria, primary school, i bambini italiani possono andare all'asilo, nursery. At the age of six, children go to primary school, which lasts five years and it's obviously obbligatoria, compulsory. Dopo aver completato la scuola elementare, gli studenti frequentano per tre anni la scuola media. Scuola media is literally translated as middle school and represents the stage between primary and secondary school. Anche la scuola media è obbligatoria e qui i ragazzi iniziano a studiare molte materie, subjects, per prepararsi alla fase successiva la scuola superiore o secondaria. In the past, secondary school was not compulsory, but it has recently been decided that all Italian students have to attend school until the age of 16. La scuola superiore è una scelta molto importante per le ragazze e i ragazzi italiani. There are in fact several types of schools where the subjects on offer vary depending on what the students want to do after. 
those who want to train for a profession will choose an istituto professionale where they can learn the skills of the trade. For example, all the elettricisti, guide turistiche, segretarie, meccanici, esperti informatici will have studied in an istituto professionale. The other choice for those who are thinking of going to university is liceo. Liceo is a more, let's say, intellectual type of secondary school where you can study subjects like Latin and philosophy. The most common types of liceo are liceo scientifico, with a focus on science, liceo classico, with a focus on the humanities, and liceo linguistico, with a focus on foreign languages. Whatever the type of scuola superiore, tutti gli studenti italiani devono studiare obbligatoriamente italiano, matematica, inglese, storia, geografia e scienze. La scuola superiore dura 5 anni e alla fine c'è un esame molto importante. The final exam for all secondary schools in Italy has a name I really like. It's called esame di maturità. Literally, this means exam of maturity, which implies that students are now mature, responsible adults. Some of them will go to work, while others will progress to university, l'università. As you know, Italy is famous for very prestigious universities, with Bologna and Padova being among the oldest in Europe. At university, you can study for three years or add an extra two years. There would be so many things to say about Italian universities here, but one thing I have to mention is la festa di laurea, the celebration for your graduation. In Italy, students have to defend their dissertation, la tesi, in front of a panel of professors. It's very scary, che paura, credetemi! Once they have established your mark, il voto, they will proclaim you dottore or dottoressa, and the party can start. Friends will dress up the dottore in fancy clothes and a laurel wreath, la corona, and they will start parading throughout the city. There are jokes, poems, singing, e molto vino involved, but you really have to witness this with your eyes to understand questa pazza tradizione. Ecco, è tutto per questo caffè culturale. Io spero che vi sia piaciuto e al prossimo caffè. Grazie Francesca, molto interessante. Ho una domanda. Sì, dimmi Mark. Hai una foto di, della tua festa di laurea? Eh, sì. <ride> well, we, we promised that we'll put a photo of Francesca at her festa di laurea on, on the, the website or on Facebook. Mamma mia, ok, <ride> che vergogna. That's where we're going to leave this episode. One of the things that I think is really, really good about this is the fact that as we've gone on, there's been more and more Italian in the Café Culturale. And so, of course, that will probably mean that a, a transcript will be helpful. And there will, of course, be a transcript of this Italian in the Café Culturale in our bonus materials for this episode, where you'll get the full notes of everything uh, with further explanations, further examples, and, of course, the video version of the lesson and the bonus audio materials, which we're just about to record.
You can find out all about that at coffeebreakitalianplus.com. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at LearnItalian. And if you would like to find out what happens behind the scenes here at Coffee Break Languages, search for Coffee Break Languages on Instagram. That's it for this episode of Coffee Break Italian. Find us at coffeebreakitalian.com or over on Facebook, facebook.com slash coffeebreakitalian. We will be back again next time with another episode of Coffee Break Italian. Ciao. Alla prossima. Ciao, ciao. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.